Attention Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. I am your host, Jake Abrams, alongside Nick Yurko, a.k.a. the Duke of Hobbies. How are we you doing today, that, Nick? You got that down pat now. Oh, That's, yeah. <laughs> with with, uh, with your move and everything and the pre-recording gone, uh, I, I kind of had to do it a few times, so uh, we got it down pat. It's, it's, yeah, well, well, okay, so uh, we will have that back. I got good news on that, uh, on my hard drive, The only because it was an external one. Essentially, only one little armature broke. And uh, the uh, the the uh, the person I had taken a look at it was able to get it replaced. I just hadn't hadn't been able to get out and grab that yet. So yeah, no worries, no but worries. But the good news is you have that down so well, Pat. I don't know. Just I don't know if we even need it anymore. <laughs> yeah, <I don't> know. <laughs> the training wheels are off. <laughs> the training wheels are off. No, Jake. But how are you today? I'm doing well on my end. Oh, I'm I'm good. I'm just a little tired. Um, <laughs> pretty busy the last couple days. Um, really went hard in working on my basement slash studio trying to get that set up because my goal is to have it up by the time I do streaming this Friday. And nice. uh, there's that's a, a that's lot of pretty, work that's do, a pretty ambitious goal, but I think it, yeah, it's I mean, good. I did a ton of painting, some concrete yeah, work, did. painting the floors, still ran some electrical, built shelves, um, I'm waiting for some LED lights. Um, so but we're getting close. I'm getting excited. I, I see, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm super excited about that. Um, beyond that, I do want to give a shout out to to Megumi and the Pittsburgh or the Oregon uh, Pokemon uh, group because I actually did join into their Gumi Cup, and they were playing the the Poplar um, Popper, yeah, Popper, the Popper um, variant, and I didn't know what I was doing. Um, just kind of threw a list together. I ended up going three two and and tying for the last spot um there was like a three-way tie for the last spot of making cut nice. unfortunately i didn't make it because uh you know so you know just a little bit of how uh, pairings yeah, yeah pairings and stuff like that but still had a ton of fun and i um you know thank them for letting me be a part of that that's awesome yeah uh, I, I was hoping to do that just timing wise uh, obviously it's a little crazy here um, yes hopefully yeah, but... maybe in a month you're, you're, you'll be a little more free well, I was going to do that, and this is why. I, this is a quick story uh, until because we got all this rain here this weekend, mm-hmm. like nonstop Friday, and I don't know what happened <laughs> because, like, my, my, I thought my plumbing was all and my new plumbing, my new gutters and systems and stuff, and my basement shouldn't like have any really water issues. Yes, and like it gurgled up through one of my pipes uh, down here, oh. so that was fun. Um, forced me to get my 3d printer box that i had sitting right next to it out letting stuff dry so that was oh, man that was what i spent friday doing uh no no big damage though no big damage no okay. i think what happened is there might have been like a, a, a like some extra like rev, revenant of a clogging uh mm-hmm. in there and uh, this might have like this was the final straw for it and so it finally like pushed but it went the wrong way so oh, that I'm was sorry. fun uh, it's all right it's, it's not bad all cleaned up all good now and uh but yeah so cool, cool. um but with that out of the way though with uh you know our talk uh yes, we have a special guest us. here this week um and actually pretty much no i think she's pretty well known over the over the pond in the uk area here yes. uh today we have joining us pumpkin amy welcome Hello. thank you for joining us Hey, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, so you uh, are a pretty prominent 
Twitch streamer, and we, we got you got a lot of you got like if, if there was a Herald, they have a long time to say out all those titles and uh, for you here. <laughs> um, but you know, for our listeners and our American listeners here, uh, especially in the Pittsburgh area, uh, could you give us like a little rundown on who you are and what you do with uh, Pokemon? Absolutely. So um, my name is Amy, obviously. I am a Pokemon professor, tournament organizer, judge, uh, artist, and I yeah, stream a lot on Twitch. Um, and that's kind of just what I do now. <laughs> awesome. That's uh, that's super cool. I've, I've watched, I've caught a few of your Twitch streams, uh, very entertaining. Um, yeah. And you're always playing um, super entertaining in, uh, and different decks, at least for the times that I come on and, and watch you. So you're not going to just jump on a, one of Amy's uh, Twitch streams and see, you know, standard just Pikaram all the time. You're going to see <laughs> the, some Orbital action or, or <laughs> some, some kind of uh, Altaria variant and stuff, but you play them very well. So um, always entertaining for sure. I, I I really like to <clears throat> try and shift it up. It's easy to go on any given decklist website, YouTube, anything, Limitless, whatever, and grab the latest toy as such and smack <laughs> that into the importer. Yeah. It doesn't bring me much joy. I, I Yeah, I can use that to go and win a nationals probably, but that's not my jam on Twitch because I don't find that very fun and I don't think the viewers find it fun either. No, I agree. I've actually kind of adopted trying to play funner lists um, in and not so meta um, after watching yourself and some other streamers because some of those other lists are pretty fun. So I've been really picking up like Whale Lord uh, V. Mm. Um, fun, fun deck. Uh, you know, coin flips are always the best, right? <laughs> oh, Cramoran, bring me more. Oh, bring yes. me- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I can I can only imagine because like, you know, everyone knows Pikaram. They're like, today Ooh. I'm playing Pikaram. Okay, we know how this deck works. So that <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Yeah, right. I, I think, it, well, one quick thing on that. I do think playing those other random decks or, or not meta decks um, kind of help you look at the game in a different way and maybe mm-hmm. will help your overall gameplay um, when you do decide to pick up those meta decks as well. So it's always good to play different types of decks. Oh, definitely. I think it's really important to have flexibility in your play style it's very easy to learn a deck backwards and forwards and know every single card that could ever come up and know even your even the possibility of top decking something based on what you've already got out your deck what you know what's in your prizes there's some really easy math that can be done to essentially perfect your play of one deck Mm -hmm. but my opinion on it is this is a card game focus on the word game there we're having (laughs) fun that is the unless you are a player who can and will win worlds and will do amazing things within a pokemon career let let loose sometimes have some fun what's the harm what are you what are you going to lose from that ultimately nothing you're just going to be a better player from it because you're going to learn how to be more flexible in your play style and if somebody does come at you with a jank deck aka amy sits in front of you in front internationals (laughs) you're not going to panic because I've seen so many players end up doing badly, even though they're exceptional in an event, because they're so used to like, right, I'm playing Pikaram today. Okay, okay, stumbles into a tournament. First round, they come up against some janky ass weird deck and they're, they're not used to it because their deck is made to win the top cut. But you have to get through the lower ranks first. Mm-hmm. You have to get through the drabbler people testing something new, finding out if something's gonna work. 
someone who's just filtered into masters from seniors and is just experimenting you've mm-hmm. got to get through the rabble first and those first few rounds in a big event are those scary ones because they're where oh, yeah. the decks that you're not going to be used to playing against are going to sit oh yeah i can, I can say that that's true for most games i think uh competitive games uh games we played in the past it was the same kind of thing where it's like okay we got to get through those first couple rounds and then after that you can maybe avoid those those quote unquote jank decks yeah 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 i mean and, and truth is in a large events too sometimes those decks get through so players gotta be you know i've seen it we've seen it many times jake where it's mm-hmm. like what is this list that has or this card deck has mm. made it all the way to like you know you know in the you know top tables mm-hmm. and there's there's two rounds left and you're like wait they're gonna make cut yeah. uh and and then all of a sudden everyone's like i don't know i still don't understand how to handle this and yep. and okay. so just being comfortable um you know with well, you know, isn't just, that really how how new decks come into the meta? Right, exactly. That's how they're created. Like, they don't just spring up out of nowhere. A new set gets released. People start experimenting, and sometimes decks get discovered late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. how people. Some people make a name for themselves. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm the creator of this deck, or I'm the one that came up with the first variant of it. So people are chasing um, to get that clout for something like that. So there's always you know possibilities of non-meta decks becoming meta. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I will keep playing them until that one day happens. <laughs> in my local league, I was playing Guardian from the day it came out and everyone was like, oh, there's Amy in the corner playing fairy again. Because yes, I was a fairy player before that got scrapped. And and, I, and it was just, pred- they thought it was predictable. They were like, okay, yeah, Amy's Dirk and I play Guardian because it's fairy. And I was like, yes, I am. And it's excellent. And then more cards came out to support it. And already I was annoying everyone with fairy charms. So they were already getting really pissed with that and then when it started to really get good and then it started winning things after it got a little bit more support then i stopped getting mocked for it (laughs) (laughs) then you get to mock them (laughs) yeah then i was like i told you it'd be good (laughs) well you know with a real quick tangent here then uh, so what's your thoughts on the fact that they're taking fairy out of the game and they're kind of taking all this pokemon just kind of making them psychic I had I, I had a RIP fairy party at our <laughs> local league when it got announced and we oh. played a tournament where you could play anything from any like era like obviously fairy only came out around X and Y but I basically said like it's kind of a mix between expa- extant, exp- ugh, expanded and standard you can do whatever you want. You can play whatever you want. It just has to be fairy. <laughs> and I forced everyone to play fairy for a week. I loved <laughs> and everyone loved it it was so funny we did like we did activities we did party games we had cake like we we said we said farewell to fairy because it was like my main chosen type and what my favorite and and i'm sad i i think i saw a video on twitter of somebody photoshopping the new heroes back into a fairy type and i was like yes (laughs) i can understand if they need to balance the game they need to balance the game i'm overall not mad i think what personally frustrates me is really fairy type pokemon that then get changed into psychic and i'm like it was a no better solution than to ditch the the type because it's so confusing ev heroes has two psychic types (laughs) yeah yeah, no, yeah we yeah, get right, Espeon right. and we get Sylveon both in Psychic type. I just think that's a bit nutty and almost unfair because they, 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 I don't, 
haven't really bothered to see if they'd combo well yet. I've looked at the set and I've been like, oh, I need all the secret rares now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I haven't really looked at the usability of them other than I know a lot of them are really good for teching. I know uh, Sylvian gets you back items or something like that. Um, or it searches for items, I think it is. Uh, I, I don't remember at the moment. It might be I, I, honestly, I haven't paid um, attention to those two. <laughs> no, too not much. yet. But uh, but even so, I'm like, so you're putting these two big like star Pokemon in the same type? Really? Yeah. It They're, just doesn't make psychic seem good right. again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a psychic is getting a huge boost soon. For sure. And it very Pokemon feels like it's going into this very rock paper scissors alleyway in the next yep. couple of sets. It's going to be like a Tadidus gets beat by Zabdos, and that could be checked into anything. But on the other hand, you have uh, the next thing that beats the next thing, and if it just feels very much rock paper scissors, it's like you will play a deck, and there will be a counter. And if you come up against that, you just got to use every little tool in your arsenal to get around it and right. that's what people will be doing and with the losing Mew and things like that to rotation is yep. just going to be put on a pedestal but then it loses its support mons we don't have Chinchino, we don't have Jirachi what we go and do so it's all these weird little rock paper scissors kind of games that are going to happen and everyone's essentially unless you have one of those off kilter decks off the usual meta you're yeah. not going to get those those for sure i like i don't have any weaknesses anymore you're not yeah, going to get right, being right. able to say that for a while i don't think i obviously that's not for certain it's just my speculation but i reckon we are going into a very rock paper scissors situation here i tend to agree with you for mm -hmm. sure yeah we, right. we've been talking we've been talking about it as being like i think they ultimately like want it to be more of like a the, the circle or a chain of how who wins over who uh, with with the weaknesses but mm -hmm. it really is like i see it as like two groupings of triangles or squares yeah because you know yeah. as soon as one of them overlaps it's like well this is new territory i don't know what to do with one of these over here mm -hmm. and like water is facing fighting and everyone's just like i don't this is this is a weird just, match just why, it's, what yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. but, but, then, but then but <laughs> then but then do the water decks start teching some well, they'll take like one mon it'll be like mm -hmm. one mm -hmm. thing mm -hmm. and it'll be like something stupid like cramoran or zapdos <laughs> and it'll be those little techs that just really turn a game but they'll yep. have to put them in for the possibility of those overlaps yep yep, yep. i agree and all, all right. these great colorless ones coming in. Can we <laughs> not? Oh my god, the attacks! <laughs> all right, so uh, you, yeah, um, we, we have a standard set of questions um, that we get into for everybody the first time on the cast. Um, so I'll start it off here. Um, what is your favorite starting uh, starting Pokemon? It doesn't matter what generation, just your first or your favorite starter. Period. This is a really difficult question. If you ever want to see me cry, uh, join me for Pokemon Legends Varsius um, release day because mm -hmm. my favorite starter Pokemon are Rowlet and Cyndaquil and I cannot decide between them and I will <laughs> never decide between them and I will cry for a solid hour until I have to make that decision and chat's <laughs> probably gonna have to make it for me because I won't be able to do it. You can't, it's literally like Nintendo have gone and choose between your children, which one's your favorite? And I'm like, I can't do it. Uh, I, Maybe I what you have to, to do is play both ga two, two games at the same no, time. No, but she still, has to, she still has to pick one first. Yeah. yeah, but one but will be chosen first. Unless <laughs> I buy another Nintendo Switch yeah, and another just... capture card, and I stream two at the same time and two of them at the same moment. 
There you go. That that'd be how you handle it. Do no, that, that and then just trade, you know, trade one into the other account, your main account, and then then you have both of them to start with at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I I think <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be tough. I think I think based on the game, I think the aesthetic of Cyndaquil fits better. So maybe that'll end up being my choice. But I love both of them equally. I can tell you, whenever that uh, when it comes out, I'm going to be picking Cyndaquil. <laughs> He's a good boy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's, all right that's awesome. I'll take the next one uh yeah okay so uh always then who's your favorite pokemon in general for whatever reason so now it doesn't have to be a starter just in the games in the card game just who's your favorite pokemon i'm gonna go with the predictable answer of pump kaboo uh <laughs> <laughs> nice i kind of figured that 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 was uh gonna be that yeah. so what drew you to pumpkin boo though is it uh just the way the pokemon looks or uh you know it was you know what was, was your a, main i think it was a mixture of things i think i was trying to find something to really like about x and y as a generation because i was disappointed by quite a few of the designs especially after the starter pokemon evolutions were revealed mm -hmm. and i was really trying to find that and then pumpkin boo came along and it was so round and so sweet and so <laughs> cute and they put two of my favorite things together autumn and spookiness and cats and they just smashed that into a Pokemon. And I love the idea of it being like a pumpkin patch and you have different sizes of pumpkins. So you have different sizes of pump kaboos and competitively they do different things. And that just really appealed to me in every way. And I just loved the area that you found them in in XY. I just loved everything about it as a Pokemon. And then Night March happened. <laughs> oh, joy of joys. They put my favorite Pokemon in a deck that it, was um, <laughs> so annoying. And I loved it. And I loved it as... um as a player who had to budget around that time because I was at university um it, yeah it was it was the deck for me and it was it was wonderful I got to use a lot of my favorite Pokemon and it drew me into the competitive side of TCG for the first time oh wow. oh that's that's super that's really awesome neat. I don't think we had quite a, a story like that for favorite Pokemon um, no. to, that actually drove you into competitive play because of a specific Pokemon. So that's pretty awesome. And you, you're currently our first and only Pumpkin Boo. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So going uh, beyond that, I'm going to go and um, ask the, your favorite Pokemon card. This can be for any reason. Um, it can be artwork. It can be competitive uh, play. Um, it doesn't have to be standard legal. It can be any any card. Rowlet Executor GX Tag Team. Easy. Nice. Why? So, yeah, why? Um, have you seen the alt art? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, done. Yep. There we go. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> this thing is so Quick funny. Quick and to the point. <laughs> there you go. It, it, the card took me ages to pull. I didn't actually even pull it. Um, uh, I was sat at a table with friends and they needed to get to like a minimum charge at an LGS and just grabbed a pack, opened it, it was there. I just stole it from them there and then. I was like, that is mine. <laughs> mine. <laughs> I was like, I've been trying to pull that for ages. I didn't want to trade it. I didn't want to buy it. My aim in life was to pull that. That is mine. I, I bought that pack. Nobody tell me otherwise. You didn't see anything. <laughs> and I just nicked it. I was like, I'm having that. <laughs> yeah, I kind of had a, a, a weird similar story where I've been trying to pull uh, a full art Marnie and, you mm. know, I'm not buying it because it's, no. it's way too expensive. Uh, and I, I had a, a, a local friend that came in and just kind of try out the game. He bought a trainer's toolkit. He, he said, here, open this uh, this pack for me. Right. Full art Marnie. Full art like, Marnie. I, like that one time I pull it, it's not mine. Not yours. No, it, it's it's the satisfaction of pulling it yourself that makes everything worth it 
and the whole journey as a whole. And I, I, I love the card as well. I've played it since the day it came out. I used to play it with Serena and Livani as a budget deck. And mm. no one got to see that because I wasn't streaming at the time. Um, but it was really horrible because you basically out heal your opponents. Mm. Out res you'd resist the hell out of their attacks. And basically they just did no damage every turn until you won. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that and there was no boss. Annoying. There was no boss and no Guzma at that time. Yeah. So good luck you getting my Levani off the bench. Wow. There was nine tails. I think there was nine tails, and that was it. There mm -hmm. was the nine temptations, nine tails, because that was in the same set. Nice, nice, cool. Nick, you get you get the fun question. Ah, all right. So, what what do you think is the worst card in the game? <sighs> <laughs> That's a question. The worst card in the game and this I, could be... I know what i want to say but say it <sighs> do it say it everyone's gonna everyone's gonna stop listening now but hear me out baby blounds no oh. i i agree i when i started the game that was the card i hated most as a new player so let's hear your reasoning yeah. it's it actually I can't, so obviously I, I commentated recently for one of the Limitless Mages um, mm -hmm. with Pedro and the Baby Blowns match where they turn it around entirely was the most fun thing to commentate on in my life. But as a player, I know how, how, how much of, of how painstaking it is as a player to have that card against you and them just obliterate you in a turn. They yeah. can completely turn the tide of the game at any moment. You will not see it coming. There will be no indication. You can think, okay, I win. I win next turn. And then blounds. Boom, mm -hmm. baby. I, I just think it's... I don't think it's overpowered. I don't think it's broken. I just think it's unfair in regards to the fact that you can do nothing to stop it because it oh, will yeah. be on the bench, loaded up with energy and attack all before you've even been able to do anything. You can physically do nothing about the fact in Pokemon, there is no player interactions in, in on their turn. You can do nothing to stop that and it can knock out VMAXs. Mm. And I just think that level of power creep and it only manages to do that because of the things that are in rotation with it. It's Blounds yeah. itself isn't the problem. This is why I'm like, okay, I don't hate the card because I hate the card. I hate the card because of what it can do with everything, with with the big oven, with, uh, sorry, giant hearth, big oven, with big <laughs> oven and um, and fire crystals and welder. I just or think a it's a bit, Or a choreo. I just think it's a bit disgusting. And I, as, a, as a player, I think it's excellent. I think it's a really fun deck to teach kids how to play. I've used it often when teaching new people at League to play because it's a really simple deck and it does do those fun trick turns. Um, but I think in a competitive matter, I think it's just, I, I think it just really takes the cake when it can just come out of nowhere like that. No, I, I tend to agree. I, I hated it when I first started because I've been in games where I've taken them or they've they've got you know one prize left, but I have a mm. big VMAX or a tag team or at the time or whatever. You stamp them down to one. And you, like you said, you're like, okay, I got this. Um, there's yep. absolutely nothing they could do. And then they they somehow get an Oracorio or Jadene out there and start that train running, get those crystals out. And they hit like 350, like it was nothing. Yeah. And they had one card in deck. So there mm -hmm. one card in hand. Stamp is like, a lie. They always have the boss to Dene oh, man. research. They always yeah. have it. Every, the <laughs> yeah. one thing, the one singular thing they don't want, you don't want them to have, they've got it. 
Oh yeah, that, that yeah. happened to me this week. I, I I stamped uh, our our whimsy watch down to one. He got the professors and then proceeded mm-hmm. to get everything he needed off of it. And I was like, man, I set this this turn up like three turns ago, and you you just get the professors anyways. Like, come yep. on. <laughs> yep, every time. Every yeah. single time. Every and time. I, I think you ma- you made the great point of bringing it up. It's like Lucephalon with the fact that Welder is so good. Be- you know, you you know, Fire Crystal, all these combinations, Giant Hearth. Uh, I like big oven now, um, and, <laughs> and and like you you have that, and it just they they combo so well and too well, you know, and and now and now Belacephalon really is not the main. It's not even the main attacker out no, there in the meta. It's but it it's wins. Just, yeah, it wins. It wins. It, is, it can win late game. It can win early game. It just yep. sets up, just and wins. like you, like you said, it just sits on the bench. It can have no energy, in fact. Yep, and then nothing. the turn they need to, they're just like, cool, welder, attach, and fire crystal, think, fire crystal, fire crystal. I think the most crystal. infuriating one for me is when they have is when they they attack with it the turn they play it because yep. that's that yeah. that's the moment you could do nothing about it. Right. Another fun combination I've seen is you know all that happening, but they'll they'll have the hearth out already or the big oven. They'll they'll draw the cards from it, and then they'll they'll marshadow it away and put another one in, and then do it again. And do it just again for, for for more energy. So it's like oh my gosh, you just have yeah. everything you want there. You're like pro strats, bro. I appreciate it, but can you get that thick and lands off my bench now, please? <laughs> get that away. Get that away now. I I just, I just despise it um, for that reason alone. And like I say, it's not Blount's fault. It's just all the combo pieces. And I think that's honestly the problem. I'm going to, here we go, touch subject. There's a problem with ADP as well. Mm-hmm. It's not, the card itself is fine. No, the card yeah, itself yeah. has been, it had been in the meta for ages before it started winning things. Even mm-hmm. Keldeo ADP wasn't that great. Like it was beatable and it didn't win any big tournaments. If you go, if you go on Limitless, scroll back to 2019 when it came out, um, it won nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the combo pieces it has now that people are mad about. Yeah. No, I agree for sure. Yeah, I don't no, know how many I, times I, I don't even had... mind it that much. It doesn't bother me. It's never bothered me. I've never banned it from any of our tournaments or anything. No, it's fine. Whatever. Get over yourselves. Blounds, though. <laughs> Blounds. <laughs> there we go. Oh, I love it. I love it. You came with a lot of passion there. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, with that, let's go into the news here. Uh, we have a kind of a light week going into the news. Yes. Uh, trying to take a look here. And uh, main thing we want to talk about here is they finally we finally know what has been released for the pre-release events uh, and so what we kind of want to do with that is uh if everyone wants to kind of you know just chat a little bit about what they what card uh they like uh because the the four pokemon uh for our listeners here there's a cinderace and which is a single strike cinderace yep uh, and Inteleon rapid strike uh and then cresselia and then pass pessimum 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 monkey man with a drizzle <laughs> in there uh and so those are our four pokemon here but uh, you know amy uh and jake what, what who are you looking for if you were going to a pre-release which which pokemon do you want in, i have a feeling i pack? know what everybody's gonna pick but <laughs> i'm gonna say ladies first amy gets to pick first um since she is guest i I actually, I think this is a really tough one. I want all of them. I want play sets of all of them. Yes. I think they're all exceptional. I think this is probably one of the strongest pre-release promo sets as a whole we've had in a long time. And I'm going to say a controversial one. I love Inteleon. Oh. 
I absolutely love bench damage. I love chip damage. Get out of here, Mew. Go for rotation. <laughs> Hello, Intelligon. You're my new best friend. Um, I think it's really interesting. I think it, I think people are going to underestimate him, oh, especially no, I... with Melanie. Come on, that Melanie charges that up in one. Yep. No. I, I, it, it... That's a good the point. chip damage and spread damage has always been a, a you know an archetype I enjoy. That's why I kind of like Dragapult. It's my favorite. Is he always just hits yeah. and he's like I don't even care about Mew. But yeah, the, the bench damage. And you damage, can do it every turn. It's it's every single turn. It's like the old Decidueye, and I loved that deck. So now you can you can do um, the whole scoop up net thing too, right? So you yeah. keep down, you can do that, and then scoop up net him, evolve him, and do it again. Oh, no, no, no. It's or once no. during your turn. It, uh, you once during your turn. Okay, okay. It's once during your turn, you can put two damage counters on one of your opponent's Pokemon. So if you have two Inteleons set up, it's exactly the same as the old Decidueyes GX. Yeah, okay. okay, cool, cool, cool. Feather arrow, bring it back. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I mean, it, with the interesting thing, like if you were playing the, in a pre release event, though, how do you feel like it has a chance? Because it is a stage two. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, it's a stage two. Um, a little bit of a self-plug, I guess, but we, we run um, online pre-release style events on release day as well. Oh, neat. So we'll actually be doing this online as well. So obviously, if anyone wants to compete, like, come check it out. Um, we also stream it, so I'll be able to show off kind of roughly how these do um, <clears throat> in, in that regard as well. In pre-release, I think it could do really well if you do get it set up, then I think that's going to be pretty bananas because they yeah. are going to prov- they're going to not want to have anything on the bench because a lot of pre-release decks will have those little ones that won't evolve for a while well yes. if your little one's only got 60 health that's only two if you have two intellion even that's like one or two turns yeah I no, think that, that could be super dangerous. Yeah, those those pre-release <laughs> events um, typically have way too much energy because you don't yeah. pull enough trainers and you don't have enough Pokemon. Um, so if if you do get that out, it's kind of almost an auto win where you're just uh, um, you're just pinging you know, them slowly, pinging them slowly, and, them. and get it faster yeah. than like it, a big guy. It doesn't even need to be inactive. So you can have something bulkier and active just sitting there. If you pulled a V mat, if you pulled a V, you just leave that inactive doesn't have to be doing anything mm-hmm. using Teleon to snipe them the v could take out the active if you fancy but ultimately you kind of just win by having a big boy up front and then having these Inteleon and bench just pinging things yeah Makes no sense. i agree um so from for me there were i i like all of them um i really am interested in um making a cinderace deck when it comes out but mm-hmm. i think i am going to lean towards Curselia because um, I know yeah. Amy might not like the, you know, the psychic type, but I've always loved psychic um, slash dragapult since I started. Um, and just that energy acceleration is volcan- yeah. basically Volcanian. It is. It is Volcanian. And I, I love psychic type. I've um, I played Dragapult uh, Catterday since Dragapult came yep. out. No, that's a fun um, deck. It's really fun. Um, but I've stopped playing Dragapult in person until organized players back because I'm not sure where the deck's going, but I have mm-hmm. never sold a Dragapult. I'm keeping all of them. I'm confident the deck is going to be real scary one day. And I think Cresselia is really going to help with that. No, I agree. So yeah, that's that's kind of my um, my pick for yeah. what one I want. I just think in a pre-release event, Cresselia is a bit, no. Yeah, I, I agree <laughs> with you there. Um, as as far as pre-release viability, probably the weakest out of them all. But yeah. um, as far as just meta relevance, uh, going beyond that, I think maybe the strongest of them all. Uh, yeah. Time will tell. Nick, right. how about it, yourself? Well, I just want to point that out. Is like it's kind of interesting because like last pre-release event for Battle Style was like 
three of the four Pokemon were all about energy movement, energy acceleration. And this time it's like, we only have one that does that. And everyone, I think everyone's in the same boat. Like, yeah, if you could get Cresselia out there, it'd be great. But you then you also have to have a lot of psychic Pokemon worth it. And if you mm-hmm. don't get any other psychic Pokemon, you might just be yep. sitting there like like I did with Bronzong. I was just like, <laughs> well, all right, I got Bronzong and I have it doesn't no metal really Pokemon. Do anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't do anything for me right now. So um I'm I think I, I actually with Amy on this one, I think Inteleon out of all of them is the best one uh here. Uh just because like Jake, you, you said like an Cinderace will be interesting to play outside of it. Um, that doing yeah. 150 damage for two energy is nice. Uh, Cresselia is just not going to be as great no. as we'd like it to be. Um, the Monkey Man fling. <laughs> is... I mean, the ability is going to be amazing when you consider like Rapid Strike Urshifu. Right, right. I, I, but I, my problem with it in a pre-release is not a lot of people have any V's or GX. Well, they're no. not going to have a single GX. Yeah. Uh, no. But like a, a Pokemon V, most people just don't take him. Um, <laughs> <let's>, <laughs> I keep going back to the last one because I think it was uh, um, Mike uh brought put a rapid strike pokemon in and didn't have any rapid strike energy against me <laughs> mm. i think he had the 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 single strike foo and it just kind of sat there and did yeah. nothing against me so but, um but if but if you in that example if you were to have something like the intalion doesn't matter right. it's just sat there it's just sat there with loads of hp that the opponent can't get through right yeah. right yep but again it's a you know intalion just gonna it's it's going to take a little bit of time, but it's kind of worth putting it down and put, yeah. hitting that twenty damage, putting two damage counters. That might be the finish because sometimes a switch in a pre-release kind of shuts things down because yeah. there's a lot, a lot less switching around. So, um, but yeah, um, th- I I think that's uh, that's kind of interesting. Uh, but I think the Cinderace would be really broken in a single prize format. Yeah, yeah, hopefully we're we're going towards that kind of. Uh, but, uh, although you know ADP and all those toys are going away, um, but you're going to have your your rapid strikers, Shifus, which might pick on those single strike guys. So yeah. maybe we can yeah. find another bench barrier Mew um, or something to that effect. Um, you know, yeah. in, in the next wave or so, maybe there there's some viability there for sure. Well, I think it's interesting with Cinderace is the fact that it says on there it evolves from. Uh, you know, it doesn't need to be the single strike version of it. No. Nope. So you could actually run that the other Cinderace with the single strike version if you wanted to and have quite a chaining of a different of attacks there if you wanted. But, um, you know, there's there's a lot of it, uh, options here. And that's why I'm really excited. Like these, we're getting more variants of the single strike and rapid strike of older Pokemon. Yep. All right. So there's not a lot of um, TCG news uh, beyond, you know, the the um, promos. Um, I do want to say Diamond and Pearl um, was announced as November 19th as re- release date. Um, so that's pretty exciting. I know we don't talk um, too much about VGC here on the cast. Um, but Amy, what's your thoughts on the Diamond and Pearl remake? I think they're great. Um, I think um, they are appropriate for the audience they're aimed at. Um, mm-hmm. They are aimed at new players, people that would need to get into it casually. Then they aimed at children, which is great because we need the next generation of Pokemon lovers to come through. We, they are aimed at people who want that nostalgia for Diamond and Pearl, and they're aimed at people who never got the chance to play it when it originally came out. So mm-hmm. I think that it's 
it's not aimed at the people that are moaning. Uh, it's not aimed <laughs> at the people that are having a bit of a paddy about the art style. It's not aimed at you. So, like, calm down. Legends of Arceus is for you. Focus on that, please, honey. We got a release date for that as well. So, <laughs> it, it's it's great for what it is. I think, and I'm excited to see what secrets are behind those chibi, cute little doors. And <laughs> I will be playing it. I think it's adorable. And I'm. I, I was originally a little bit like, oh, that's a choice with the art style, but I think it's just appropriate for the medium they've gone with. Mm-hmm. And I like that Nintendo did, or Game Freak did, subcontract that art um, and game development to a different company to hide the fact they were making something cool for the people who have been here from the start. They were, right. they were, right. Legends, nobody knew that was happening. No. Nobody knew about Legends. Nobody had even thought that would ever be a thing. I thought that was an exceptional way of, of distracting us from what they were actually doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's, mm-hmm. that's a good For the point. hardcore fans. <laughs> yeah, sneaky, no. I, sneaky, it, sneaky game for It was sneaky and I like it. <laughs> Now, do you see that them trying to, with a remaster, uh, try to implement some of those Pokemon from that into the game? Or are they going to just be like, okay, this is just off to the side and we're going to work for, from Legends instead? As far as TCG, right? Yeah. I think that it will be a bit of both because like TCG sets come out so quick. I think they'll be focusing on, I think we'll have a very um, Diamond and Pearl heavy set from TCG when the remakes come out and I think when Legends come out I think it'll be a nice mix of the generations the starter Pokemon are from and I think that's a really nice way of them bringing those together the the release dates are far enough away from one another they can both affect the TCG quite Mm -hmm. nicely and we haven't really had like um a Diamond and Pearl theme heavy Pokemon set for a while I, I think it'll be nice to have that clear prominence coming through from the games i don't think they're going to i don't think that those remakes are going to affect the tcg too much i think legends will more so and i think we can expect to see some legends art like hints to legends in the tcg art as well yeah which would look really cool like if it had some hints to the game and the cinderquill art had kind of like the little dawn trainer in the background and things like that like it would be really nice little touches to promote the game as well as the as the as the tcg very cool so i think that's basically it for news um topics today so um with that being said let's go ahead and jump it uh, over to chuck and the whimsy watch hello welcome to yet another whimsy watch where we're going to take another quick look at the meta that was this week. The online scene was back to form with plenty of tournaments happening this week. So let's go ahead and take a quick look at the top five decks. If you listen to last week, you'll realize that they are the same five decks, but we have some shuffling at the top. Picarom is this week's most popular deck, with Dikini closely following. And E-Turn comes in at three, ADPZ at four, and Rapid Strike Urshifu closing the list at five. Now, these are the top five via popularity in list choice, but all of them have found ways to make final tables and for most of them, claim victory. Yeah, I'm calling you out ADPZ. No wins this week. Where are you at? Now, there is one other deck that's being played right now that is picking up victories and popularity. It is the Boombox or Relish or Grass Mew or whatever catchy nickname you want to come up with it for it. This deck is the one that takes Rallet and Alolan Executor GX, 
with the Voltage Beat Rillaboom from Sword and Shield and pairs them with a Mew 3 with a Grass Focus Toolbox. It also kind of gives it a little bit of a guard against fire weakness. Added bonus. The deck gets set up quickly thanks to Rao Egg's super growth and hits hard thanks to Mew's ability to choose the right attack. Whether it's Vile Plume's Massive Bloom or maybe Pheromos and Buzzwool's Elegant Soul. Uh, and then it can also just pull the rug out on you with Rao Egg's Tropical Hour GX and send all your energy to the discard quicker than Walmart sells out of those Pokemon cards. So keep your eyes out for this deck in your tournaments and even on the ladder. This can be a tough matchup for a lot of decks out there. Alright, that's going to wrap up another week of the meta and this Whimsy Watch. So click that follow button over on Twitter and talk to you all next week. Thank you, Chuck. Yeah, thank um, you. Awesome job as always, my friend. Yeah. All right. So uh, now let's kind of get into the bulk of this episode here where we kind of want to kind of go over your career, kind of go, Amy, uh, and talk about what you're currently doing um, with the game and how you've been playing it. And also dive into some of the talks about not just your streaming, but your uh, your game store itself and how that kind of has impacted the, your aspect of the game but first mm -hmm. let's jump into uh players cup four so you played it um you know how did that end up going for you what did you end up finishing um she's I, I, over there <laughs> yeah I, I i i didn't qualify for europe um ah. the bar was quite high a lot more people entered this time mm -hmm. and i think within the first 20 keys i decided i'm not having as much fun as i want to have mm -hmm. And I I looked at my rep and I was like, okay, okay. I'd have to really start sweating here. Yeah. And do I want to sweat or do I want to make other people sweat? And so <laughs> my goal did not become qualifying. My goal became, let's have as much annoying fun as we can and see if we can make people. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so I played Orbital for the majority of my keys and wow. the mad party players were mad. <laughs> <laughs> you put the mad in the mad party. <laughs> oh yeah, we did. So the amount of, I actually, actually won quite a few keys just because of mad party. It's just, oh, uh, it's an insta loss for them. They can't, mm -hmm. they can't do it. They can't keep up with it. Four turns and I've basically won because of bunnelbees. <laughs> like put a bunnelbee down and I'm murdering it. <laughs> it. It's too hard for them to keep up. They can't keep up with my healing and they can't keep up with the bench damage from the eerie beams. So it was it was nasty. But I I I love the idea of the players cut, but as well again within that early stage of around 20 keys in, I was like, I actually, even if I qualify, I can't commit the time to doing it. <laughs> and I don't think it's fair for me to qualify and not play than for somebody that could qualify and play. Right. It makes a lot right. of sense. No, that, yeah, that's fair. I knew I wouldn't be able to do it. I knew I wouldn't be able to actually, like, because I don't know what day it would be on. And unfortunately, I have a really busy life and I can't necessarily just be like, okay, drop everything. I have Players Cup to do. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's just not within my bandwidth to do that right now. Um, mm -hmm. If it was something a bit more, like if it was an in-person event or a nationals or something, but at least I, I have the forward thinking. I know when the date's going to be. I book a ticket. Mm -hmm. I tell my boss, I, I need a day off. Um but with Players' Cup, it's less like that. And as well, like trying to get time off from the cafe and running the events there. 
at the drop of a hat for an online event. I know it's a big one. I know the pro- like the thing is, I know I know I'm not going to win the whole thing. I'm not delete. I'm not delusional. <laughs> I, I'm still a growing player. Yeah, and I appreciate that. And unless you're going to go all the way, I I I unfortunately care about our league a little bit more and That's keeping fair. that all running and points. keeping our players going and and kind of focusing on the community a little bit more than sweating and 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 as well like possibly not having as much fun on stream and i think that's a pull of what i do in a sense i don't know i, I still barely know what i'm doing most of the time but <laughs> I, I find it more fun for me to play to be like right we're playing cramorant or are we playing orbital for this one let's go <laughs> let's do it <laughs> how many coin heads can we flip how but many that's, that's, players that's, can we annoy that's how many that's really faces like... do we get so <laughs> i think that's more fun and I, I just didn't, I don't see the value in me sweating this time. But actually when I was looking at the sensibilities of it, I don't necessarily have what it takes to go as far as I'd want to right now. All the, all the, all the interest in the decks that are going to do well. Yeah. I can't deny ADP is going to absolutely rip through this and I don't enjoy <laughs> playing it. So why mm -hmm. should I? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Again, like you said, it is a game. Um, as, as much as you want to be competitive, if you're not enjoying it, there's no real point. No, absolutely. Right. You but can I, be I doing better that, things I, with your time. I think it, you, you brought up a good point of just being not really disruptive, but like having fun with Players' Cup. Because there's yeah. a lot of people who are like, I'm not going to use my keys. I'm not going to play Players' Cup. And yet it could have been like, you know what? This, this is when I really experiment with yeah, things and they're play really sweaty day. tournaments they're the sweatiest yeah, yeah. tournaments you're going to experience on tcgo they right. are a really fun little experiment like you said like yeah. uh, the 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 ladder is all over the freaking show um oh. it's not at all any way vindictive of how you would do in a tournament with those decks sorry <laughs> it's just not the ladder is so easy it's and a good testing ground for sure yeah the player and the, the in-game tournaments are a little bit sweatier but not as way as players cup and again i was in a match this is actually really interesting because i didn't know this was possible i was in a match with how many are on their each side is it eight uh there's four, four on each side. Eight, eight, so, eight, 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 eight total. Yeah. Um, I was in a bot. Was, I was in a match with six bots. I was in a, I was in a tournament game with six bots. I caught this on stream. Know that? Because we, I played against. I played round one, and they, it was really easy. And I was like, okay, like they, they made some really questionable decisions or whatever. Went into round two, and before the coin flip both sides of the tournament progressed to the final round oh wow and it's because we worked out or it must have been because but again speculation if anyone has any opinions on this like come grab me i'm really curious still yeah. basically we between chat we'd worked out that what must have happened is somebody had nine device had like seven or eight or nine devices and had entered the tournament on fake accounts all at the same time and i had snuck through they were trying to get all of these computers in the same oh, tournament man. so they could wow. push their main account through for a win. Wow. And Please actually, I had, got caught, one. and I had got caught up in it as a real human and they must have been panicking. Anyway, so obviously I go through to the finals with the person. They beat me with ADP because I was playing oh. all because I was playing I was playing all beetle. I was having fun and they were clearly trying to just smash through keys with ADP. Mm -hmm. But what they had done is entered all these bots 
I'd try and so multiple of their accounts were in the same tournament with us and they had just wow. like forfeit to each other and before the coin flip in our game in round two they had forfeit to me to just fight me for real in the final yeah that's you, crazy there's I going of, to be a handful oh. of people who do that that makes a lot of sense that that <laughs> especially with money on the line that's it, the thing it, there's it, so it, much yeah. money on the line but the fact is from my perspective is if you do that a, you're wasting a lot of time. Go get a job. That's a better way of earning money here, buddy. Yeah. B, if you really cheat to get through, how the hell are you going to actually win the real games? Yeah. Right. Right. You are not a skilled player. I am sorry. If you feel the need to cheat, you have not earned that and you will not do well in the finals. You will not earn that money. Let's so see if, how you do against Azul and, exactly. and Let's see. the world. Um, and, then, and then C, go get a job. Please, <laughs> you're so lazy. Oh my goodness! If you really have that much time and money to be setting up these multiple devices with fake accounts and trying to oh cheese it, like please stop. Yeah. Use your time wisely. Yeah. Like get away, stop. It was just so we we were just sat there. The whole chat was like, "What is going on?" I was like, "I don't know," but I'm gonna play him, I guess. And then we just got the most bricky brick of brick all hands, and oh, he was man. set up the ADP by turn two, and I was like, ah, "Okay, yeah, it's over." Yeah, yeah, yeah that, think- that's. That's frustrating. It, it, it makes sense that, again, there's going to be like a handful of players out that are like, I know what I'll do. I'll cheese this system so hard. But it's like, that would make sense if if you could do it all the way through. But you don't get to do that in your region nope. cut. You're, no, you're screwed. No. <laughs> you're yeah. stuck. Like, you know, especially if you're like, I'm going to take ADP. And then, then you're sitting across someone who's like, yeah, and I brought uh, I brought Turbozard, which is going to wreck your day. Uh, <laughs> and then you face it two times in a row and you don't know how to handle it. So, um, For sure. you know, it's, I, just, it, it's, it's just frustrating that, like, I, it's interesting that you were able to catch it. <laughs> It was a First weird one on yeah. stream as well. Like mm-hmm. If, mm-hmm. if I'd have wanted to and had the time and could really be bothered, I could have sent that clip to TCPI and been like, hey, yo, can you ban all those accounts? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I had video proof that something funny was going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good transition to go into professor's talk since you are a professor mm. and how people would kind of deal with that kind of thing. Um, not necessarily um, cheating on stream or whatever, but just, um, you know, just general, um, you know, professors, judge calls um, in events. So Mm. um, let's go ahead and just uh, first and foremost, what kind of got you into wanting to become a professor? Uh, So when I when I um, got my job as a manager of RLGS, I was stunned there was no Pokemon League. And so I and another store locally was closing down soon. So they stopped their league and i was like ah i've got nowhere to go um so i just went okay doing it myself then here we go Mm -hmm. nice and that was it really i just applied became a to and just did it and we um adopted a lot of the league members from the store that was closing we i had a lot of friends involved we got them their judgeships and and just and just set out on a journey we had one um again a close friend who used to head judge for the other store came over and taught us the ropes um and that was it really the rest is history and we're still learning as we're going along keeping the group alive yeah, like I'm not going to let it stop me. So, and now we have one of the biggest Pokemon leagues in the UK. Nice, wow. that's yes. awesome. So that being said, um, as far what we were just talking about of you know people trying to the game, the system, or what uh, whatnot, mm. have you 
run across anything like that locally or or in any not events in that you've not in person okay no, so that's, no. that's good that's no. really um we we have a really lovely league and um we have good players but they're not sweaty players like we honestly like everyone is so humble mm. and they're growing and are not well known yet because of the lack of events but it's yeah. happening and we're really gonna we're gonna make our mark on this scene there in the are. uk and it we're lucky we haven't had any like real upsets in any of our events yet we were booked in to do um a 70 man league cup um but covid scuffed that and <laughs> our numbers are still growing so awesome. it's great to hear it's super cool now okay, as far so, okay, sorry, oh, go ahead jake, go ahead, jake. Go ahead. Uh, i was just gonna say as far as you know tournaments we were talking about pc4 um, mm. They did have um, the Professors Cup recently, yeah, yeah. and I know you did do pretty well in that. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little bit about you know the so just the I, tournament in general and stuff. Yeah, I couldn't play in the one that just passed. I played okay. in the Winters Professors Cup okay. and mm-hmm. did very well mm-hmm. in that one because um, the one that was just passed, I had to go to a um, wedding dress fitting. I'm the maid of honor for my best friend, and I decided that more Professors Cups will go on my friend's wedding as once. So I took the nice the decision on that to to skip out on that one um and i wasn't as keen on the format and again i'll get into that in a moment really quickly but winter professors cup uh, was single prize format um and we had to have one type as our main type and they tcpi chose it for us when you signed up you got you got a type chosen for you and you had to play with that type for the majority of your deck had to be a 60 40 split Mm -hmm. um of a chosen type for your 40 and your 60%, your overwhelming majority, the one that TCPI has chosen for you. And oh boy, did I get a really good type. And I was like, I know exactly what I'm playing. And I'm sure you guys will appreciate this. I got Psychic. Oh, oh nice. there we go. There you I go. played Baby Dragapult. There, oh, there you go. Oh. <laughs> of course, of course. You can't get Psychic and not play Baby Dragapult. So I played <laughs> I played Baby Dragapult and um, Chinchino. I chose Colorless as my <laughs> secondary typing. Nice. And um, I came second place day one. Wow. Uh, wow. Obviously made top cut for day two. Day two was a team format. So we got a teammate and mm. it was theme decks. But the aim was not to win the aim was to this is a weird one so i I actually got the format wrong i misunderstood it and that's why i did badly that's my excuse anyway Mm -hmm. um (laughs) basically you had the the theme was you had to take a theme deck in each and you had to do the most damage so Uh, your damage count up on tcgo at the end of the game was the important thing okay now what i misunderstood about this is i thought we were and it was best of three. I thought we were trying to do the most damage individually. So I thought I'm going to try and do the most damage I can against him. And they're going to try and do the most damage I can against me. No, I misunderstood the format. What we had to do was collectively do the uh, most damage compared to other teams. Oh, jeez. Oh, so obviously teams understood this um, and didn't get it wrong like I did. They were taking indexes a week against one another and then knocking out each other's Pokemon systematically back and forth to get really high numbers between the two of them. Oh, jeez. Oh, so their combined total was really high. So they were taking like the Rillaboom deck and the Charas team up Charizard deck and then blaze balling and Rillabooming back and forth to get loads of damage. Yeah. Um, and then in the second round, they would take water and fire and do the same. And then in the third round, they do. So they would always take a deck with a weakness. Um, I misunderstood this. And so I took a deck with no weaknesses 
I took Soaring Storms, I think it's called, which is the Dragonite deck. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no weakness mm-hmm. because there's no fairy type theme deck. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, well, no good fairy type theme deck. I think this is only a sim one. Um, but basically, because there was no weaknesses, I thought, oh, my opponent can't get lots of damage, so I'll win. <laughs> but again, I misunderstood the format and it was supposed <laughs> That's to be based. So we did okay. I came ninth. Still crazy. That's amazing. That's good. It's really good considering I completely misunderstood the format. Yeah, yeah so exactly. My 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 feedback to that was um I think that it's very difficult to run an online team-based event yeah. when we're like given a teammate on the day and some people will end up getting paired with their friends. Top cut was mainly people that knew each other and mm-hmm. so could really collaborate quite well because they'd already had these discussions. They stayed up overnight and figuring out the best combos and doing the math. And I just didn't have the opportunities they did, unfortunately, um, mm-hmm. as a lesser known, smaller judge in the community. Who had I mean, never competed in a, I, I, I'd, ne- I'd never competed in a professor's cup before. That was my first ever one. And you you still got second in day one. So Smashed uh, props it. on you for that. <laughs> yeah. <sure>. I cried. <laughs> I was in no. tears on stream. I was like, I promise I wouldn't cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome though, because that's a um, I, I like the professor's cup stuff a lot. I, I like those formats and I'm actually I'm always a little annoyed that like they, they don't trying to introduce that into regular play like hey guys at your lgc we recommend doing this and like this week or something like that um or even running those kind of events on tcgo because i think that's where that like tc we're, we're going to get this weird mix of irl and tcgo play so they could use that to help promote continued play of TCGO in my mind, these yeah. odd fun formats. Uh, probably not the team collab theme deck damage collection well, style. I, <laughs> I think that's what annoyed me a little bit about the choice for the spring one that just passed was that the the first round was team format. Uh, see, yeah. Day one was team format, even though multiple judges, including myself, had complaints about the team format in the second round in the second day of the first one Mm. so i was a bit frustrated i suppose is the word that they decided to go for that for the for the main one because as much as they would love to believe that every professor is a shining golden beacon of what a professor should be unfortunately (laughs) that's not realistic and that's not life And right. there are some professors who might enter to drop just to get the sleeves on TCGO. Right. And that's not fair if you do a team format on the person they get paired up with. Yeah. I had a friend who got paired up with someone who was rather rude. And mm. he, in their Discord together, they they like, he, my friend got introduced to their Discord. They had like a testing Discord with their friends. Mm-hmm. And he was slagging my friend off in the Discord. That my oh. friend could just scroll up and see it all. <laughs> And oh, I was my. like, as much as TCPI would love to believe that every professor is so lovely to one another and can work in a team. I'm sorry, this isn't my little pony. We are real humans and some people are dicks. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, and this is the kind of rumor I've, I've I kind of heard speculating a little bit is they are trying to come out, especially with we've seen a lot of push for team stuff from Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, the rumor is that they're trying to develop a team format. And yeah. they have no idea what they want to do with it. No. And they're like secretly play testing. They oh. want friendship as magic to happen, really, in Pokemon. Right. They really yeah. do. They really want to push it. And you can right. see those hints. 
Right, but it's the weird thing is is the fact that they're like trying to do it where they force friends to be formed, like with yes. the the tag team battle system. Like I get it that they didn't want just like a superstar team to join up online across the world and just come in and dominate. So like you have yeah. to pick your local store, play there, and you, your four teammates are formed. But at the same time, like why can't it just be like me jake and someone else or like me jake and chuck like we just we wanted to be our team and yeah. go from there and i would have loved to have participated that way uh, I, but they uh, yeah i i think the team challenge could have been run a lot better from a tournament organizer perspective it's been really difficult to run it's been really difficult to rile people up for it and mm-hmm. i actually think it the qualifiers should have run differently i think the qualifier should have been like you say me and my friends make a team and we go up against other teams within that Pokemon league and whoever wins gets to go and challenge people from across the world. And if your league isn't big enough for that, then just decide between you, who's going to be on the team, run a little tournament, do whatever you want to, and just pick that team to go forward. I don't think the qualifiers against one another was necessary. I think that's anti making friends because you're literally trying to beat your friends to get a place and then do it again and again and again until four people win. For sure. Right. And, and I, the worst part is the fourth person run. doesn't even get to play. Exactly. The th- right. <laughs> they're, they're like, okay, yeah. all right, you guys all are now team. Pick one of you not to play. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, okay, uh, what do we do? Flip a coin. Yeah, so exactly. I, I, I don't, I'm not the biggest fan, sorry, of the team challenges. I thought it, when it came out, when it got announced, I was like, oh, this is excellent. Big yes. The way yeah, but, it's been running it, the way it's been running implemented, I think maybe a little naive. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I like what they were going for. Yeah. Um, they didn't quite hit it. Um, you know, maybe in the future they'll they'll perfect this. I mean, you you can't yeah. expect them to perfect it on the first try. So no, I do no. like the direction they're going into, but you know, again. But then um, I spoke to a friend about this earlier because I ran our I ran our <laughs> the final one literally just before this interview. Uh, so I <laughs> I just finished running our last. Yeah qualifier for this season and it's just difficult to get the engagement of the players and the only reason that some of the people played was because there's so much free stuff on the line right (laughs) yeah tcpi have been very generous with this and i'll give them that i will 100 Mm -hmm. give them that play mats for every time you win that's amazing like that's incredible booster boxes out the wazoo like we are getting loads of them sent and we're distributing everything to the players um again little naive move from them though they let the stores decide what they do with the booster boxes right yep right i know there was a drama uh, locally about that <laughs> yep we don't and, need to get and, and, they, and those stores have full permission to be as uh stingy as they want to be now right. i i distributed every single booster pack that we got to our players that played Awesome. And so first place, basically, you just got a booster box. <laughs> oh, geez, that's awesome. I was like, these aren't for the store. Like, as much as I need to make money to pay the staff, uh, we this is free product, and this is not something we have paid for. This is not something I have mathed into what we are expecting to earn this month. Mm-hmm. I would like to continue to encourage our community to keep playing. And that's, sure. Actually, that's, that's, a, that's a really good segue into, you know, um, running um, a store and a, and, mm. a local, and just um, running, you know, events and stuff like that. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about that. Um, let's kind of start with um, just the, the craze of Pokemon cards and actually just training cards in general 
and and well, real quick can you, we you, can we ask uh what is the name of your guys' store and or what oh. store you work at because i i know yeah. a lot of people yeah we'd like to hear more about the store itself uh, it's called the dice cup and we're in nottingham in the uk nice that's awesome. nice, nice nice that's a great name for oh that store. is thank you <laughs> Um, and, and you guys do Pokemon and you do any yes. other games there too? or uh, Every other game you could possibly nice. think of. We either run it or we've tried. Um, we have a really great Dragon Ball TCG scene. We have a really great Final Fantasy TCG scene. Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Magic the Gathering, obviously. Pokemon, mm. Flesh and Blood, um, Digimon, um, X-Wing. trying to think of the other things <sighs> we do weekly. Keyforge is huge as well. X-Wing's alive. Um, yeah, X-Wing's alive over here. Uh, <laughs> we have a good scene. They're lovely. Um, Hero clicks we do a little bit of but they're not back nice. after covid yet um so yeah we run um uh, we even have a my little pony tcg group oh geez there they go uh i'm impressed now so, I just, <laughs> yeah I, I you said my love of it now i just want to go out there and, and play uh x-wing again uh out the, <laughs> um no no big bragging but you know nick and i are pretty good players uh yeah. <laughs> qualifiers um so uh, yeah, but uh, let's go back into uh, Pokemon and just, you know, card scalping and and mm -hmm. how do you deal with uh, those? Because I, I've heard rumors about like Roaring Skies already selling out. Uh, Evolution. And, and, or your evolutions and <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, um, um, just how do you so deal with it in, in, in general? Yeah, it's an interesting topic. It really is. Um, and uh, at our store, we've actually done a really good job, in my opinion, of dealing with it. Um, anybody who has been proved to be a scalper, I have banned. Um, they're not to buy from us ever. And if you go above product limits that I set on our website, then I refund you entirely and give you a warning. If you do it again, you're banned. Wow. I'm not having any of it. I will not fuel that market. I will not be connected to that in any way, shape or form. And I think the worst problem here in the UK, I don't know how it is in the US, but I have heard bad things, is stores rising to the scalper prices. I think that's yeah. ludicrous. Mm -hmm. I'm absolutely blown away by how selfish those stores are. I'm sorry, but like as a person who runs a store, I think it's absolutely ludicrous. You would rather rip people off than support your community? Get out. You might as well close down. No, stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. No, I love that. Uh, and, and the it's players hard, that keep I, you going daily yeah. are the ones that you should be supporting by getting them the things they need, and you still make money. <gasps> the profit margin you were expecting? No. <laughs> yeah, Come and on. That, that's that's why it's so tough because it was just like it, it was weird because we started seeing stores be like, okay, wait, that's we not the way to battle too. the scalpers. No, 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 it's not. The way it to was... battle the scalpers is to refuse sales to them. You do not mm -hmm. legally have to sell some, someone something to somebody when they bring it to the counter. It's still your store. You have the right to refuse service to anybody for any reason. And the reason is you're destroying my hobby. Get out. Mm -hmm. I agree. No, they, I, I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, okay. So, so you, you've done some banning, you've done some, you know, uh, yeah. warnings and everything like that. Uh, when it comes to, you know, when you're paying attention, you're like, you know, dealing with this stuff. Mm. Uh, it just like, I, 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 you see these prices now. Cause like when we're talking about evolution skies and, um, uh, yeah, and so, the EV uh, heroes, it's a bit naughty from the stores really. The stores yeah. are being naughty there. Uh, yeah. Because for the new set that we haven't even had pre-release for yet, um, right. Evolutions, is um, they won't have had their allocations yet. Right. Every store basically says, I would like X amount of product. And then your supplier goes and much nearer to the time will go, okay, this is how much of that we could provide you with. 
Mm-hmm. Now, if they have oversold, aka they gone to their supplier, I would like X amount. And then they go, okay, we'll put pre-orders up for that amount now. Well, when the mm-hmm. supplier comes back and says, oh, you can only have half of that because that's all we've got. Mm-hmm. You've let half your customers down. Yeah, yeah. You've had to refund them months later. That is inconsiderate and wrong. It's holding their money to ransom. Like that's mm-hmm. that's just wrong. That's that mm-hmm. doesn't morally sit with me well. I don't sell anything until I have that allocation from my supplier in writing of exactly how much we are getting from them, not just what I was hoping to get. Mm-hmm. That's- that's an awesome way to deal with it, I think, for sure. It sounds like I just like think I'd rather put the pre-orders community. up a little bit later than everybody else, but right. be able to accommodate every single one of those pre-orders every time. Yep. yep. No, that's Makes the way sense. to do it in my eyes. And we always sell things at retail or below. So RRP, like people know that they can they can wait and confidently, as long as they get their pre-order in time before we sell out to, mm-hmm. they can get it for RRP from us every time and not have to worry. And I just think that the stores overall from what I've seen, are being greedy. And I don't think greedy gets you anywhere in life. Yeah. No, I don't it... think that is going, that, that does not breed customer loyalty. That does not breed a good relationship between customers and their store. That does not get you good reviews on Google, my friends. Like mm-hmm. that, that's, that's not going to help you. That right. is going to ultimately discredit you and lose you sales in the long run so for the extra 20 pounds you made off that etb that somebody was really reluctant to pay for their child's birthday mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what have you what have you gained from that transaction right right yeah, down the road when everything gets back to normal everything settles yeah. down um you can be sure that you're not going to get that business from that person again um no, but if somebody no, went not. to you and and you know you're you're treating them fair they're, they're definitely going to come back to you repeatedly. Exactly. So you're and actually I'm... making more money in the long run. I yes. mean, it's, it's, it's a longer goal, but yeah. It's, it is. It's, 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 but it's, that's it's... what you need to look at a business. You, you look at projections. You look at, you look at five years down the line. You're not looking at what you're making now because you should have predicted that five years ago. Mm-hmm. COVID put a little bit of a spanner in the works there, but there's adjustments that can be made and it's not really a problem. Um, uh, scalping is a problem in the UK still, but not as a dramatic, not to a, a dramatic effect as the US right now, as far as <laughs> I've gathered, because um, it's calmed down quite a lot here. Um, saying that, Chilling Rain is selling really well for the pre-orders right now, so I'm really happy about that. We've definitely sold the most booster boxes to pre-order than we've ever sold. Um, but again, I think it's that loyalty that has done that for Battle Stars, for Rebel Clash, for Darkness Ablaze, for Sword and Shield Base. We have kept everything the same. Nice. Yeah. No, that's There's no great. reason. And I'm not going to scoot stoop to scalper prices, nor am I going to let a scalper buy from the store ever again. And if somebody, if, so, if somebody makes it their, their effort to come and buy one ETB every single day, and that's how they're scalping, then okay, sure. I'm not going to catch you, but good luck because they're selling like hotcakes and I'll sell one per person. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. And um, so that being said, um, you, you know, um, things at least in the U.S. are starting to open back up. Mm. Um, are that is that kind of what is going on with you guys out there? Um, yeah. Are you having local people showing up, and kind of how are you handling you know so, the, the reopening of the world? Yeah, we reopened again last week, um, uh, but we have there's a rule of six mm-hmm. in place in the U.K., so we're only allowed to have six people interacting with one another per visit. So we're running tournaments, but we're doing them in pods of six. So when you take your seat, you are to play and interact with those people only. We do a round robin and then the prizing is distributed per table. 
So we're able to do things right now. It's just very limited and not everyone likes that format. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a strange one, but we're still able to run pre-release and that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's in, it's completely unofficial. We are, we've minimized the amount of contact between humans. We are sticking to our government guidelines and we've halved the amount of events we normally do and halved the amount of people allowed at those events. So we're doing it responsibly. Um, I, I contacted Pokemon back when we were allowed to do it. I think it was a dance of blaze. We were allowed to run an unofficial one and they said, it's fine. As long as it's very clear that it's unofficial, we don't, we're not supporting you in any way. And I was like, that's right. fine. I don't right. mind. I understand your position, your difficult position in this. Yeah, for sure. Right. So I mean, but that, it, that was interesting. It is, is it, it's, it's a point in the right direction that, you know, yeah. we are starting to get this. Um, so um, it is awesome. Um, I can't wait to see where we are just in a world sense in a year. Um, it's going to be a, a interacting and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but I think the, oh, sorry, Nick, go uh, ahead. Let me, yeah, because that's why I think the, the next kind of thing we want to talk about when it comes to being a uh, working at a, a game store is also since you play the game, how has that like impacted how you play the 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 game pokemon tcg um since you you are running events you are doing things uh has that limited your amount of irl play or you know like has that impacted what kind of decks you decide to play at times i think it does limit my irl play a little bit because i run a pokemon league i think it's hard for me sometimes to find the time to attend other events i think if i wanted to qualify for worlds it would take a lot of me I would have to use an entire year's holiday on mm. attending those events um, mm. from work. So it is difficult. Um, it's a difficult perspective. I don't think it necessarily changes what decks I want to play, but I know that we have a we do have a league where people like to play, like to focus on the fun, and then we'll take like a sweaty deck to Nats. So our tournaments, we have been told many times, our tournaments are unusual. <laughs> we we have had players cups and people come and they go i've never been to a league like this and i'm like what do you mean they're like everyone's having fun and i'm like what <gasps> no and they're like they're like fun yeah having- somebody playing a, this was um so this was pre-covid so a long time ago now somebody playing a lowland persian gx got into a top cup with like i think it was like pidgeotto control at that point and things like that and no. everyone and the, like other people from other leagues were like how <laughs> and we were just like we were just like oh this is our norm we would try and get at least one like anti-meta deck in the top there um yeah. and ethan did a great job and it was just one of those things where it people came along and they're like i wasn't expecting to face these decks because they're so weird and i'm just like yep yeah, welcome because oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really do my best to encourage people to have fun and if you want to be a sweaty player that's fine we'll encourage you and help you to do so we'll lend you cards we'll get you to those top places but on a daily league like come on we're just here to have a bit of fun and then the players kind of get into that and they end up going and taking it to league cups other places and i'm like guys you're gonna have to play sweaty deck at some point we need one of you in the top (laughs) (laughs) you gotta rep rep the story you guys yeah but they're they're honestly amazing players and they do do really well but it's really fun that we've kind of started to make a name for the league where innovation is happening Mm -hmm. and where people are bringing decks that aren't the norm um or teching interesting things we always try and make sure someone's got some spice in their list we're like and where's the spice and (laughs) they're like oh it's here or i haven't done it yet and we're like yeah just something your opponent isn't expecting or or win you the day mate and it does it often does it's really interesting that's great all right so uh 
the last kind of major topic that we want to talk to you today about, Amy, is the um, you know your streaming side of things. So you do this a lot. You congratulations on I believe you hit partner, um, and so that's that's amazing. Uh, that's a Jealous. lot of. <laughs> yes we are uh, but also also it's a lot of hard work and you know building a, a strong community uh for, you know is is it's fun and it's also great and very rewarding at the same time uh but you know not just we've talked a lot about how you uh, handle the tcg side on stream but let's hear about how your like the, the video game side um and the artwork that you do too so like you know like when you play the video game, are you doing Nuzlocke's? Are you kind of mm -hmm. just, uh, or are you playing more competitive or just having a good roundabout of just play the games? So I used to play competitive VGC, but not for very long. Uh, I got put off of it quite early on because there's no like league. There's no like casual mm -hmm. events that you can go and play with your friends. They don't do that for VGC. No. <laughs> and I felt that lack of community uninspiring. So I stopped playing around the XY era. Um, and started doing challenge runs instead. And I've been doing challenge runs uh, for 10 years. I worked out, which is horrendous. So I s first started watching Nuzlockers on YouTube 10 years ago. And as soon as I heard about them and enjoyed watching the content, I started doing it myself. Right. So I've been doing Nuzlocks and challenges similar to those for about 10 years and decided to be brave and start streaming them uh, oh, alongside the <laughs> content. Now that's not to say I'm great at them because occasionally I am not. <laughs> but, um, I'm having a blast doing them. I find them really entertaining. And early on in my channel's history, I wasn't getting a lot of viewers on them, but I didn't care because mm -hmm. I was having fun and I was going to be doing that regardless with my evening. So if even one person showed up, that was someone to hang out with for the night too. Mm -hmm. yeah. And a few people did say like, why, why are you doing this? You get less than half the viewers you do and your other stuff and i'm like well it's not hurting the channel because i've got affiliate i had, I had affiliate at that point and i was like mm -hmm. and i'm probably never going to get partners so it doesn't really matter <laughs> <laughs> so um, you're telling me do what you love and people will follow yeah, <laughs> and if they don't um, you're cool with it <laughs> well if it don't like what are you losing that's what i couldn't understand like yeah okay i might get a little bit sad because my viewer average has gone down but that's okay because ultimately it doesn't matter if people are enjoying the other content they'll come along for that and mm -hmm. it's an average it will go up mm -hmm, like sure. it will meet them it will meet the two in the middle and that's fine for me and like because i was like oh i'll never get to a 75 year average don't be stupid so <laughs> i was like well it doesn't really matter because if i'm never going to get there then what am i losing well, I mean, nothing at this point, but uh, you've hit that 75 yeah. average pretty easily. I, I was, every time I go on, you at least have like 120 <laughs> people minimum. Bananas, absolutely bananas. I just never thought it would happen. And um, my stream anniversary is in two days for my first uh -huh. year. Oh, I'm very, very, my first whole year on Twitch is coming up um, in that's two awesome. days. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so I haven't been on Twitch for a year. Oh man, I'm I'm jealous for sure. And I'm, but, uh, I'm super ha happy for you. I'm shocked. I'm still shocked, and it still doesn't make any sense to me. And I still barely know what I'm doing, so don't think I'm any sort of expert. I'm very, very much not. Um, and I don't. I, I there are still lots of things that don't work properly. But don't sell yourself short because you're doing something right, and you're doing you know knows? you're doing a great job too. You know, mm -hmm. uh, Jake when he sent me like when he told me you were coming on and everything, I started watching some of the clips and stuff. And you know, again, it's just you're you're passionate. You're you know, yep. I, I think that goes a long way. And I think that's the main thing 
um mm. you know a lot of people don't understand and that's like it like you said with the vgc like it was hurting my views but it didn't really matter um because you really enjoyed it and that goes yeah. that, that ends up going through like it does I, and yes i still occasionally get i i do get higher viewers on my tcg content than i do my nuzlocks mm-hmm. i don't care but but at the same time it's like it's it's weirdly enough a lot of people believe like you have to like stick to your shtick yeah. and it's like no let's we can we can not just be experimental but it's more along the lines of like it's just the the community is there for you and you know if they enjoy watching that great if they don't enjoy watching that that's fine too because like when you go to do other things they'll join you back for that eventually exactly Um, and as long as you're not skipping all over the pond every single day with completely different things yeah people will stick around they'll keep following because they'll be back for the time you do do that other thing and that's fine and you know that, that's great i do have people that only check in for art i do have people that only check in for nuzlocke mm-hmm. i do have people that only check in for tcg and that's fine mm-hmm. exactly but i mean they're all there for you as well and we've talked to um other streamers and pedro like you know pedro um oh, it, he's, he's very entertaining and he does he does mostly tcg but he, like i i saw him the other day he was on um doing pokemon snap and, he, and exactly. people are there for him uh, and yes. you know in his charisma and, and for you and your charisma so um, and it's different. You're there for the it's, person. It's fun to do different things. And I don't feel like you should feel too much pressure on your channel. And like, okay, I do play other games than Pokemon. Genuinely, I do. If anyone would ever believe <laughs> what? that. I know. You can't see that on a Pokemon podcast. No. <laughs> and, and I will bring those to stream when those when their new games are released and things. And I will try them out and I will do it. And I'm not scared because I've never really seen it as holding me back. And the only time that I have ever truly considered whether I should stream something different or not is when I was close to partner. Cause I was like, Oh my God, what? Like, <laughs> look at those numbers. Holy, like Jesus, let's get that. Why not? Okay. Well, I was, I was like, I'll be a little bit sweaty for a little moment and just see if we can just push me over the little, the little line there. <laughs> and so I kind of stuck to my, my, my straight and narrow then. I was like, right, just Pokemon stuff. N- never, we're not diverging, not diverging just for a little bit ever. That, yeah, that's completely fair, and that makes a lot of sense because, again, if you are, you know, you're using this, you know, I, I think you're very open about what you're doing this stuff with and what you get from like subscribers and donations mm. and stuff, and so it it goes a long way. And hitting there, being that partner, is is a step that helps everything, not on your side, but just the community too. Yeah, everybody. Uh, yeah, I want it to benefit everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about the art a little bit. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what what kind of art are you doing uh, uh, yourself on there? Or is it digital art? Or are you doing more live art? Um, yeah, on stream I do live art. Um, I do digital art because I'm a graphic designer and illustrator freelance. So I do a lot in my spare time, but it's not always the most fun things. So that's why yeah. your channel um, looks amazing. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I do I do everything myself, and I um, so I paint Pokemon cards mainly on the channel. Um, I started that in January, I think December January sort of time. And it, again, it was a lack of confidence thing that I didn't do it before. I've been painting full art pokemon cards i I paint half like normal regular cards into full arts and i've been doing it for for a while not really seeing many sales i just had them on etsy and things and i tried advertising and it was really hard and then i started doing them on stream and now i have commissions booking me out for months at a time (laughs) um a lot of people still say i charge too little but i don't do it 
for the money as if in a sense like that's a nice perk mm-hmm. but I'm not it's not my living so I don't really mind too much it's not really that important to me I'd rather make something pretty for someone and they just kind of cover the cost of me doing it and the paint and then I'm happy I don't need like I essentially pay myself like just under minimum wage for them um and I'm kind of happy with that and a lot of people have been kind and tipped and that's fine I'm not gonna say no but (laughs) like (laughs) but ultimately it's not my main source of income so it's okay and I love doing them and it's a really fun little adventure and I'm really glad that it was well received on Twitch because I was really nervous about going away from gaming oh my goodness like the first mm-hmm. art stream I was in I was so nervous <laughs> I was so like shaking in my boots um that I would completely ruin all my, at that point the channel was starting to get a bit of traction mm-hmm. and I was really worried it was absolutely going to destroy my analytics um putting myself in a very different category because it's something even mm-hmm. away from gaming like yeah. that's that's quite big um well if this was like twitch like five six years ago then uh they would have banned you yeah <laughs> twitch yeah did not allow anything but gaming exactly um, yeah so that's i mean that's that's part of the reason like you know it was uh, like jake said like he and i played x-wing um I used to stream X-Wing and, and they would just be like, okay, what are you doing? And I'm like, technically it's a game. Yeah. Um, it is a game. So that, yeah. Just tabletop. Yeah. It's tabletop. It's a, it's a great game. Yeah. But, uh, but no, that's uh, awesome. That is, that is I'm a, really, it's been, it's been really, really great. And it's been, I, I'm really glad that they took off and people care. And cause I enjoy doing the art streams. Now. I enjoy them a lot. It's a nice, it's my version of just chatting. Mm-hmm. I've never done a just chatting stream because if someone wants to come chat and come chat in an art stream, it's the same thing. I'm just doing art unless mm-hmm. like it, any Q and a questions and things like that, they can always be launched at me there. So yeah. it's really not a problem. And I'm a massive open book anyway. I am in, I am in my daily life. I don't really hold anything back. Mm-hmm. So it's a kind of like, if someone wants to ask a question nine times out of 10, I'm going to be absolutely fine to answer it unless it's, unless it's kind of ban worthy kind yeah. of question mm-hmm. if you know what i mean so yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh the mods will deal with that one but other than that it's kind of i'm more than happy to answer most things and give my opinion on things and again it's only an opinion so no one, no one i've never had anybody kind of get mad i'm like this is just my opinion and i'm happy right. to listen to yours sure, so sure. it's a nice time to do that i really like that we have a possibility of downtime on the channel with the art streams as well it's not intense gaming yeah. <laughs> do well, you that's... plan on in the future doing any uh, uh digital art streaming at all because like i said your like your channel is amazing like the, all the graphics yeah, around it and you. stuff so uh <laughs> do you plan on doing stuff like that in the future or is that you know uh i i could i've got i've got the capability of doing so now but nice. i think i think just I don't know. I, because I do digital art primarily for my work, uh-huh. and this is what I do for fun, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want those two worlds clashing too much. Makes perfect it makes sense. a lot of sense. Uh, streaming is my hobby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's awesome that it makes me a little bit of cash, mm-hmm. but honest to God, I reinvest 99% of it back into the stream. 
Right. Yep. Because right. it's not my main source of income and I'm satisfied with that. And that's mm-hmm. the way I'd like it to be. And occasionally I'll take a little bit for myself, especially if someone literally tells me to, because they often do. Um, <laughs> someone the other day was like, go buy a Gyarados hat. And I was like, I'm not buying a Gyarados hat. I'd have the money for a Gyarados. They were like, buy a Gyarados hat. They donated enough for me to buy a Gyarados hat. So I'm going to buy a Gyarados hat. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I like, if, if, if someone wants something specific, like feel free to ask. It's honestly, some of the times it is within the budget for the de- for the month but Mm -hmm. like last month I managed to get a stream deck and a new capture card because mine blew up again and (laughs) and and this month I bought a new microphone that was fancy and all the kit to go with it and um always getting stuff for giveaways on the stream and things like that and improving the content um I'm having to because I'm getting busier now I'm having to kind of um pay other people to do certain things on the channel um for me and like I pay for my transitions and stuff like that because I can't be bothered with animation it takes too long and I'm not that great at it so I'd rather pay mm-hmm. for somebody else that's better at it to do it for me so thanks again Zora for those um <laughs> so yeah it's just little bits like that that mm-hmm. I'm kind of like well I'll just keep improving little bits as and when I can but I'm pretty open about kind of where the money goes because I don't want to feel like anyone either feels obliged to ever give anything because it's definitely not a prerequisite of hanging out uh, (laughs) with me on the channel Um, now it's getting bigger I don't want anyone to feel like I'm entitled because I'm I'm often told I'm too humble with it so I need to work on that Um, but I'm just kind of like well this is my hobby I enjoy streaming. This is my fun thing. This is the thing I do to enjoy myself in the evenings. This is not something that is my career. Mm -hmm. I would love that. I would honestly, I would would, absolutely, if I worked any other job in the world, I'd quit it by now to be a full-time streamer. If I could stream more, I would. I I honestly, there's so many things I want to stream and I just have the time. (laughs) I I would do it. My only problem with that is that I love my job so much. I love working with my LGS. Yeah, you're part of the community. um, And uh, yeah, um, you are great for the community and your job and your streaming. Um, You've just put a a lot of Pokemon love into everything you've done. Yeah, Um, I care about it so much. Yeah, yeah, I'm not not going to give that up. And I know you're... It's very obvious that you do, and it it goes a long way, especially. So it makes sense that you have a massive community at your game store and online too. Yep. And I know you're a super busy person with all the things that we've already talked about. Um, <laughs> I'm just happy that, you know, you got you you took a little bit of time out to uh, join us on the podcast. And I do very much appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's more than a pleasure. I really I was really excited to get your message as well. So it's because awesome. I had I had so much fun, like you say, on floaty as well. So yeah. I was just really, really overwhelmed. And every time I'm like, oh my God, I've had this message from somebody and they're, and they're really nice and they run up another podcast. And, and it's kind of one of those things where I just keep, I get starstruck all over again every time someone asks me something nice like that. Oh, well, thank you. And yeah, if you guys haven't checked it out, go ahead and go over to the Flow Tcast because she uh, did an interview over there. Um, very uh, enjoyable interview uh, on, the, on their side as well. Um, but I think that's probably going to about wrap it up for us, unless you have anything else, Nick. Nope. Uh, other than let's get into the shout outs because yep, shout outs you know, mm-hmm. yeah, please, uh, yes. anyone you want to call out or, you know, just hit your channel up and stuff too. So, mm-hmm. um, 
I mean, yeah, absolutely. I please come check out the channel sometimes. There's so many great friends of the stream. I literally couldn't start to mention all the people who have helped me in this community and been absolute superstars. Um, but if you do come and join me in a stream, I'm sure I'll be shouting all of them out left, right, and center. Mm -hmm. um, they, we have such an incredible community on Twitch from the Pokemon side of things. It's honestly the most wholesome community that I have ever found. There's very little toxicity. And honestly, most of it kind of gets dipped in the bud by most of the smaller streamers kind of where we kind of bundled together and we're like ah this toxic person yeah we'll all ban them uh, <laughs> so it, a lot of things get nipped in the bud before they're even a prevalent thing and that does, mm -hmm. isn't to say that we don't enjoy a good debate topic oh for sure mm -hmm. there's always, so. always good debates to have for sure <laughs> absolutely yeah, Jake's wrong about boss disorders it's bad uh, for no. the game but <laughs> <laughs> but no thank you so much uh for coming on and um i guess we'll see you guys on the next one Yep, and check all those links down in the show notes below. And if you guys want to reach out to us anytime uh, on Twitter, uh, you can hit uh, Jake up at Pinux1, uh, me at, at Duke of Hobbies, and also at Pit Pokepod for the Triple P podcast. So uh, please join us there and in our Discord too. So thank you again uh, to Pumpkin Amy for joining us, and mm -hmm. uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye-bye.